Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining us at Life Family Church Podcast. We exist to reach, disciple, and empower people to live in the fullness of God. If you're new to our church or want to learn more about us and what we believe, you can check us out online by simply going to lifefamilychurch.net. We hope you enjoy this week's message. We're here today. And God is the same yesterday, today, forever, everywhere, all the time. Amen. Praise God. There is no difference. Glory to God. It's whatever you can believe him for. Amen. Because all things are possible to them that believe. I think we've got some believers in this place today. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let me, uh, let me call your attention to some things right here in scripture today. Praise the Lord. Because you know what happens when we get a hold of this. Anybody know what happens when this gets in your heart? (laughs) Praise God. The Bible says that something happens when you hear God's word, when you hear his truth. Faith comes. Faith comes. And why is faith so important? Because faith is what receives from God. Faith is what responds to God. Jesus said in John chapter 4 that God is a spirit. Amen. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship or they that contact him. Amen. You can put it in the context of worship or you can really just put it in the context of, of communication with him. Whoever communicates with him must do it in spirit and in truth. Amen. So everything God does, he does communicates spirit to spirit, heart to heart. Amen. Even when it comes to healing your body, he doesn't really even do it through your body. He does it through your heart. Amen. We don't believe with our elbow. We don't believe with our knees. We don't believe with our spleen. Amen. We believe in our heart, our spirit. Praise God. And so a proverb says it's the strong spirit of a man that will sustain him in bodily trouble. So it's our spirit that everything God does, he does through our spirit. So thankfully, the good news is you're also a spirit. Amen. 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 So when Jesus said that God is a spirit and they that worship must worship in spirit and in truth, the good news is we can. Amen. 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 Because we're spirits. Praise God. And so let's get really good. Pardon me. Let's get really good at communicating with God spirit to spirit. We need to get good at it. Because how many of you know just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're good at it? Right. <laughs> right. Amen. We all know people who are born again not good at it yet. Yeah, amen. Right? Yeah. Right? And so churches are full of people born again. There's a lot of people born again in church, but they're not real good at it. Yeah, amen. And I don't even mean just the way they live as far as overcoming sin and all that kind of stuff. I just mean in receiving from God. They're not even good at receiving from God. Not really even good at communicating with God spirit to spirit. Mm-hmm. We somehow want to want to keep God in our natural realm. We want to keep God in our mental realm. We want to keep God in the realm that we can see and touch and feel and, and, and work in those areas because those are the areas we're good at. Amen. We're good at walking by feelings. Yeah, come on now, really. We're good at walking by sight. We do it every day. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> we're good at, at communicating with the world we're in. Yeah. We're in this world, but we're not of it. Amen. We need to get good at the other realm. Amen. We need to get better at, at the other realm. Praise God. Because that's the realm we really belong to. That's the realm where God moves in. Amen. That unseen realm. 
And so uh, uh, we'll get to a scripture here in a minute. <laughs> but uh, 2 Corinthians 4th chapter says, while we look not at the things that are seen. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. For the things that are unseen are the things that are eternal, right? The things that are seen are temporary. Temporary. Everybody say temporary. temporary. If you can see it, it's temporary. According to scripture. If you can see it, it's temporary. Which is completely contrary to the way natural man thinks. Natural man thinks if you can see it, that's it. If you can see it, that's the truth. And so people have changed their reality. They have changed what they're ready to deal with and what they're ready to receive and what they're ready to accept in life is if they can see it, then that's it. And so now people are calling things like, this is my new normal. This is my new normal. This pain in my knees is my new normal. Well, I'm old, you know. Yeah. I'm older. Yeah, I'm older too. <laughs> Getting older every day according to the, you know, the natural realm. Yeah. Amen. But uh, I refuse. <clears throat> I refuse to buy into the fact that just getting older means my new normal has shifted from God's truth. Come on. <laughs> Amen. Isaiah the 40th chapter says, even the youth will be, will faint and grow weary and the young men will utterly fall. Come on. Can I get a witness in here from anybody today? I think I'm in the right crowd. I'm looking at some people who look like me today. Come on. Amen. I think I know who I'm talking to today. Praise the Lord. Even the young people will fall. Even the youth will grow weary. Come on. But, but they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Amen. They that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Not they that just get older will renew their strength. Not those that attend the ch- attend church will renew their strength. Not those that read the word will renew their strength. Those that wait upon the Lord, there's a spirit to spirit contact that's got to be made. There's a connection that has to be made. Amen. It is not an automatic connection because this is not the realm of sight. The things that we see are temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. We've got to get good at seeing the unseen. We've got to get good at seeing the unseen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So the Bible tells us this, that faith comes when we hear God's truth. That faith is the capacity then to connect with him. Faith is that capacity to receive from him in his realm. In his realm. Glory to God. To make absolute positive connection with him in his realm. That's what is required is faith. So what's so awesome is that it comes when you hear his truth. So even what you need to receive from him comes from him. He supplies it. He supplies the connection. He gives you the wire to hook up. Amen. Amen. He's not going, well, you know, if, if only you could hook up with me, then you could have what I have. All things are possible to them that believe. I'll give you the believing capacity. Amen. <laughs> That's right. That's right. 
Remember the man that said, I believe, help my unbelief? He's very helpful. I said, he's very helpful. Amen. He's not holding anything back from us. Praise the Lord. So Romans, the 10th chapter, the 17th verse says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you hear his truth, that capacity to believe it is there. But then there's a choice. Then there's a choice to actually do the believing. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, which we all know, I believe you all know that in this, in this building today. We get sometimes this idea that if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, and we're going to somehow realize, if we realize that faith is what is necessary to receive from God, and if it comes by hearing from God, then the next, our next calculation, because we're so used to calculating, amen, our minds are made to calculate. Then if we have an issue, if we have a problem, if we have an obstacle, whatever it is, because life happens, we're always going to have things to overcome. There will always be things to overcome. Amen. There will always be things to resist. There will always be things to overcome. Amen. So if what I need to overcome is faith, What I need to receive from God is faith. And my thing that I'm overcoming is big. Because how many of you know, only you know how big it is. And if it's yours, it's really big. Right. Right. Because somebody else's, we'll we'll just pray for in a second. (laughs) Someone else's issue. Oh, come on, stretch out your hands. We got this. We got this. But now it's me. Now it's my thing. And now I'm like, man, we're believing God. We are, we are trusting. We are whew, standing. We are, agree with us. Stand with us, you know. Because what I got is, not, is nowhere near your deal. Your, your thing was easy. My thing, my thing is complicated. Right? Yeah. It's complicated. So complicated things require complicated answers. See how good we are at the scene realm? See how good we are at the feeling realm? Yeah. We look at that problem and we're like, yeah, that's big. I'm going to need big faith. I'm, I'm going to need big, 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 big faith. <laughs> So I'm just, I'm just going to hear and 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 hear. And I'm just going to accumulate as much faith as I can because one day I'm going to go to God and I'm going to go, God, will this amount of faith get me my miracle? Will this work? Will this do it? Is this enough? Because we kind of think faith is like currency. It's like money, you know, if I I gotta get I gotta get this big thing. So this big thing's probably gonna cost a lot. Because it's bigger than me. It's more than probably what I've got. And we've turned faith into currency. Am I in the right room? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I like another translation of Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith comes by hearing. I like this. You'll like this too. So, so we conclude that faith is awakened by the message. And the message that awakens it is the preaching of Christ. We conclude that faith is awakened. It wakes up. It wakes up. So get, let's get away from, if we can, uh, the idea of accumulating a certain amount. Because Jesus didn't say how much faith you would need to move the mountain. He just said it would move the mountain. When the disciples said, Lord, increase our faith, he said, if you had faith, (laughs) if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you'd do something with it. You'd say something. You'd do something. You'd move. You wouldn't wait to have more faith. Amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 4, the Bible says, the sower sows the word. The word is the, the seed is the word. The seed is the word. Amen? If you want tomatoes... You plant tomato seeds, right? If you want carrots, if you want potatoes, whatever it is, you plant the seed for that thing. Amen? You don't pour a whole packet of seeds because you think, if I pour a whole packet in, I'll get one huge tomato. (laughs) If I use this whole packet right here, I'll get that big tomato I need. Oh, the power is already in the seed. Power is not in the amount of seed. The power is in the seed. Hallelujah. So faith's waking up. Praise God. We've got to get better at seeing the unseen. Because we, we calculate way too much on what we see. And then we try to translate that into the realm of the Spirit. Look with me. We've come all the way from Orlando. (laughs) All the way from Orlando to bring you a scripture that is absolutely amazing. And it's found in Mark chapter 11. (laughs) Mark chapter 11 is still an amazing verse. I've come all the way from Africa. Praise the Lord. Mark chapter 11. And the words of Jesus himself. Hallelujah. Jesus himself said this. Verse 22. Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things, everyone says things, whatever things you ask for, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive the money for them and you will have them. Is that what it says? Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask for, whatever things you ask, pardon me, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you have enough faith for them and you will have them. Amen. Is that what it says? 
No, it really doesn't say that. <laughs> it says, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. Receive what? Them things? The things. The things. Not the money for the thing. Not the faith for the thing. The thing. Believe for the thing. If the thing is your healing, believe for the healing. If the thing is money, believe for the money. If the thing is a car, believe for the car. If the thing is a house, you believe for the house. Amen. Amen. He didn't say believe for the thing that pays for the thing. See, we've gotten so good at the, the, the scene realm that we have calculated it's going to cost me 12000 It's going to cost me 25000 It's going to cost me 30000 to get the car. So I got to believe for $30,000. Well, he said believe for the car. <sighs> How can he get the car to you? Well, I got to have 30000 Maybe not. <laughs> right. Amen. Our our home and our garage and our you know accumulated things that we have in our home and the things that we've accumulated over the years. So many things we didn't pay one penny for. Amen. That's right. We didn't steal them. <laughs> they were acquired. Amen. In good fashion, they were acquired by honest means. Amen. But they were acquired by faith. Amen. Amen. Some things we did get the money for and then and be able to purchase. Other things, amazing things that God has done because we simply believed for the thing to be done. We believed when we prayed that we had it. Amen. But you see, we've gotten so good at this realm that we live in that we've decided that everything costs money. So now we, we, we've kind of relegated things to how much money a thing will cost. And now we're, all we're doing is believing for money. Money, 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 money. I got to have money. I got to have money to do everything. I got to have money to do everything. So now we've done, translated that into the realm of our bodies. And so how much do I need of something to get my healing? So now we're paying for it with faith in our minds. Do I have enough faith, Lord, to get my healing? Do I have enough faith to get this? Are you with me? Because we're all about doing it ourselves. You know, we got to handle it. We got to. I can make this happen if I have enough money. And so then we found that we've, we, we, we minister in churches all over the country, all over the world. And, and we, we talk to people all the time about their bodies and healing and things. And it's amazing how many people say, uh, I, I, I don't want surgery. And so they come, it was like, what, did you, what have you come for to, be, to, to receive healing? I don't want surgery. That doesn't mean they believe God to heal them. They just means they don't want surgery. I don't want to pay for surgery. A lot of it's the money. We're back to money. I don't have the money for surgery. I would rather have God heal me so I don't have to pay for surgery. It's the truth. I don't have insurance. I don't have the coverage. I don't have this. I wish God would do something so I'm not out of pocket. 
<laughs> and we've gotten, we've gotten so accustomed to this realm that we see and feel and taste and touch that we're going to handle it all now. And here's how I'm going to handle it, Lord. I'm going to believe you for the money for surgery. <laughs> or I'm going to believe you. Are you with me? Yes. Yeah. Amen. See how we've got we to get back to some things here. Jesus said, have faith in God. Amen. Have faith in God. Now, the more we, understanding we have in his word and the more understanding we have in our own authority, all those things are good, good, good. We find that we do have authority in the name of Jesus. We have authority in the word. We, have, we can put the word to work. Amen. We find our responsibilities, our authority. All those things are good because now we can initiate things. We don't have to wait for God to start something, right? He said, you start it. Whatever you ask in prayer, aren't we glad we have that? Amen. Amen. And we understand that we can come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy, grace to help in the time of need. Amen. Amen. We can come always, every time to him in faith, nothing wavering. Praise God. So when we find our authority and we find that some of these responsibilities, then human nature will eventually take over and religion will eventually try to get its, its, you know, its way so that we make everything a work. And we make everything a, a, a transaction and we make everything a method and we make everything an equation of some kind uh, where we're, we're in charge of it all. <laughs> and now it's mechanical. And so folks are coming to God kind of on a mechanical academic basis like I've done this this and this so your responsibility is this this and this and we're doing our transaction and all will be well and I'm standing now I'm waiting for something to happen because I've done my part God will do his part <laughs> boy we've taken all the fun out of it haven't we <laughs> <laughs> Where's the fun in that? Where's the fun in that? Look with me to Hebrews, the 11th chapter now, if you would. Hebrews chapter 11. Praise God. Verse 1. What a wonderful verse. Now faith is the substance of things. Oh, there's that word things again. Uh-oh. Things. What things soever you desire when you pray. Believe you receive them, them things. And you will have them things. <laughs> Amen. When you pray, believe you have. Mark chapter 11 said, verse 24. That word have there means to take, or that word receive means to take. When you pray, believe you take them. Right. Believe you take them. Everybody say, I take them. You know, that word take is, is a, it's a stronger word to me than receive. Receive can be kind of passive. You know? And we get, we get like, I believe I receive, and so then we, we just wait for somebody to hand us something. <clears throat> 
I'm receiving. I'm, I'm in receiving mode. I'm just, wa- I'm just waiting for something to be given to me. But the word receive there in Mark chapter 11, verse 24, literally means to take. To take it. You believe you take it. Now, that, that's a little more action required. You, you take it. Amen? It, and really, uh, we, we uh, praise the Lord, we, uh, when it comes to things of God, we, we, we really like that spiritual kind of mysterious thing, don't we? Like, well, I'm just, just waiting. Just, just believe I receive, you know. And, uh, but he, <laughs> he doesn't have a separate set of things, ways that he does things that we don't do things, you know, that we see every day. If, if for example, if I was to say, I'm going to give you my Bible. Notice what the first reaction was. She reached it. She reached for it. Why? Because she already knew something was being given. So if you know something's being given, your first, your first reaction is to reach out and take it. That's normal. That's normal. Amen. What's not normal is to say, I believe I receive it. I just, I just, when it's, when she's ready to give it to me, I'll I'll receive, I'm happy to receive it. I'm just happy to receive it. (laughs) Just believe I receive my Bible. I need my Bible. I know it's mine. I believe it's mine. I know it's it's already mine. It's already mine. It's already mine. (laughs) But if we don't take it, we don't get it. We do it every day. You go to the drive-thru. You go to the window and you go, I know that's my food. I know it's mine. I, I believe it's mine. It's paid for. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. I just, I receive it. And they're like doing this out the window. And you're like, I receive it. I receive it. At some point you got to take it. Amen. It's what faith does. It takes. It takes, praise God. It takes, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So uh, Hebrews, the 11th chapter, the first word says, Now faith is the substance of things. Things. Here's the next verse. Next word. Hoped. Hoped for. Hoped for. Everybody say hoped for. I think this is... um, and I believe what God really wants to get to us today is some greater understanding on this word hope. Hope. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. That, that um, element of hope, like I said, we've kind of taken the fun out of everything. How yeah. to believe in God. Some of the adventure out of believe. I've done my part. You do your part. You know, it's all business. It's all business. And, uh, but this element of hope here is the part that will reconnect you with the joy of faith in God. With the joy of faith in God. Everybody say the joy. joy. There's joy in faith. There's joy in faith. Hallelujah. 
Because we said already, 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter says, while we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporal. The things that are unseen are eternal. We're, we're, um, when it says we look not at the things which are seen, Many times people just kind of deny what they see. When I say, you know, we're talking about receiving being taking, sometimes it's like they get a bad report from the doctor maybe, and they're like, I don't receive it. (laughs) I don't receive it, I don't receive it, I don't receive it. But what are they looking at? Not just not looking at the, un, at, the, at the scene, but we're supposed to look at something else. We're supposed to look at the unseen. Are we looking in the right place or are we just not looking at the bad report? What are we looking at? This is where hope comes in. What we're looking at what we're looking at. Because how many of you realize we actually think in images? We don't think in words. You don't dream in words. Right? You dream in pictures. You don't read in your dreams, usually. Like you're reading a book. Your mind, how many of you know your mind can tell stories? without even your um, uh, uh, um, permission, <laughs> right? Your mind can make up all kinds of stories and you didn't even tell it to do it, right? Have you ever been driving down the highway and you're driving behind somebody and like even just this morning we were driving and some guy's fender was loose, you know, on the back of his truck and didn't, does your mind can tell a story in a hurry like that, like... What happens when that rips off and hits my car and then I go off the road and then the, right? Without your permission, without your consent, your brain can make up a whole story by one image. Right? You looked at it and you saw something unseen, something that hasn't even happened, the possibility of a thing. Your brain calculated the possibility of a thing without you having to go, now, how do I do that? What might happen if that thing falls off? You didn't have to stop. You didn't have to, you know, calculate it. Your brain did it by seeing the image. Already calculated the possibilities. Where will you swerve? Where will you go? What will you do? You saw an unseen thing. Isn't that right? You get a report from the doctor. Your mind will calculate the obstacle. Your mind will calculate what the doctor just said. This is the treatment. This is the thing. This is what we're supposed to do. And your brain will go to the unseen. Right? Generally speaking, the negative route. Right? Because again, your brain is meant to calculate. God made that. Amen. He made your brain to calculate things. The obstacle, the problems, whatever, so that you can overcome. Amen. But most of the time, people only, they stop 
at that. They stop with what their brain does automatically. They let their brain go to the negative side because that's what it does automatically. And then they don't use the same power to do what the Bible tells us. Think on these things. (laughs) Think on these things. Why? Because you don't ordinarily. (laughs) We have to be told, think on the good thing. Think on the right thing. Think on what's lovely, what's true, what is all that, all this right here. Amen. But we generally, because we're so good at this realm, even our imagination, where it, where it goes to the negative side, that's automatic, so we don't even think about it. And because it's automatic, we think that's just, that's just you know, natural, so I don't use that spiritually. Because that's my natural side. But God made your imagination so that you could see the unseen. So that you can see the unseen. Amen. But we think, well, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine that because that's just, you know, that's just out there. That's really big. That's out. But your brain does it on the negative side just like that. While we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things which are unseen. So we have to take this into the realm of God now. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Well, what's hope? If faith is the substance, one translation says faith gives substance to things hoped for. What's all your faith for? To give substance to a thing unseen. A thing that is yet unseen. The things that are yet unseen, faith is to give substance to that thing that is unseen. If we don't give our attention to the thing unseen, what can faith produce? It's got nothing to put its, sink its teeth into. It's got nothing to produce. It's like we're taking the word and trying to paste the word on our bodies. By his stripes, I was healed. (laughs) Without seeing anything. Are you with me? Hope. You know why hope is such a, a delicate thing? Because all our lives we've been told not to get our hopes up. Who do you think started that awful thing? Don't get your hopes up. 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 Do you realize we have to be taught not to get our hopes up? We have to be conditioned not to get our hopes up because getting our hopes up is normal. It's godly. It's godly. But so some, at some point in our lives, we were told, don't get your hopes up because whatever it was that we wanted as children, generally speaking, right? Generally speaking, as children, we, something we wanted that our parents couldn't provide, you know, for some reason, or it was unreasonable or something, you know? And our parents said, honey, don't get your hopes up instead of saying no. We don't want to say no, so we'll say, don't get your hopes up. And then when it doesn't come to pass, it doesn't happen, 
you'll learn your lesson what happens when you expect something and don't get it. You expect something and don't get it, you learn not to get too excited. Don't get too happy before you see it because you don't, you can't believe something until you see it. All that imagination, all that hoping, all that getting excited about something you can't see is just hype. It doesn't mean anything because in the long run, you're not going to see it anyway. So you might as well protect your heart. Close it off from the joy before you see something. Close it off from expecting to see anything because you know we'll wait until we see it to get happy. Why waste my emotion on a thing I can't see? Why waste my excitement, my joy on something that will probably never happen? And so we've been taught hope is useless over time. We've gotten used to that. Hope is, hope is useless. And, it's, and now that we're faith people, boy, we don't use hope at all. <laughs> because faith, faith is what pleases God. Hope is off in the future somewhere and God is now and faith is now. So we don't, we don't do hope in, in faith circles. We don't know. We don't know. We don't need it. We don't need hope. We've got, we've got faith. <laughs> That's what we got, all right. Yeah, we got faith, and so we're just believing we receive. Well, what are we believing we receive if we have no hope? Believing something requires seeing unseen things. And so we've conditioned ourselves... <laughs> we've conditioned ourselves in faith circles because I'm in that circle. I love, I love the message of faith has changed my life. But over time, it's gotten a little perverted. It's gotten out of proportion to where now we, we're, we're waiting for the manifestation, which just means we're waiting to see it, to believe it. We say, I believe I receive, which basically means when I see it, I'll believe it. <laughs> so, faith is the substance of things hoped for. What I believe the Holy Ghost wants us to get today is to stir up your hope. Amen, that's right. Because there's plenty of faith in the room. There is no lack of faith in this room. Faith works. It comes from God. It works. There is no failure of faith. But if it is what gives substance to things hoped for, if you have no hope, let me say this, if, if hope is on a meter, for example, like a thermometer, it can be high or it can be low. So if your hope is low, 
And faith gives substance of things hoped for. Your faith is producing, it's just way down here. Because we're not hoping for much. But if we can increase our level of hope, all the faith you already have, that already works because Jesus himself gave it to you, what can it produce here? You need your joy back. <laughs> Amen. There's a lot of faith people in here. You need, some, you need your joy back. The joy in believing Him. So what's hope? In our, in our terms, in our language, <clears throat> the way we use the word hope, we, we pretty much have used it to mean desire or wish. Something I would like to have happen. But because we've been conditioned not to get our hopes up, we've decided that hope means something you can't be certain of. Hope is then just, it's just a desire, just a wish, just a, I hope it rains, I hope it doesn't rain, I hope I get a promotion, I hope I get a raise, I hope I get this, I hope I get that. It's just things I want out there. So look with me to Titus chapter 1, will you? Let's look at what the Bible calls hope. Titus chapter 1. Praise God. It's going to change everything today. <laughs> it can. It sure can. Titus chapter 1. Verse 1. Paul, a bondservant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledgement of the truth which accords with godliness in hope of eternal life. Paul said, in hope of eternal life. Now we know we get so much doctrine from Paul, don't we? We get so much encouragement from Paul. If hope is just a desire, just a wish, just a, a longing, and Paul said, in hope of eternal life, if it's just a wish, just a desire, just a maybe, we're all in really big trouble. Because he just said in hope of eternal life. Well, wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> wouldn't it be great if eternal life was available? Wow. What a longing. Wow. I mean, God can do anything. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above. I mean, I hope, I hope it's really true. Could that be what he's talking about? Look what he follows up that statement with. In hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised. Which God, who cannot lie, promised promised, which God who cannot lie promised. He is truth. He doesn't even just tell the truth. He is truth. So Paul here, when he says in hope of eternal life, he says the reason he has hope is because God cannot lie. Amen. 
So Bible hope, and you'll find this all throughout the New Testament, anytime the word hope is used, it literally means expect. It's not just desire, it's not just want, it's expect. So in expectation of eternal life. Why? Because God, who cannot lie, promised. Amen. So what produces expectation, what produces Bible hope, is first, knowing that God can not lie. The reason we didn't, we, we, we had to learn not to get our hopes up. Our parents couldn't provide. They couldn't do something. They couldn't always make it through. They couldn't be as faithful as God. Amen. But when God says something, it's not just a, well, if it all works out. In a perfect world. You know, if you do everything right, then I'll make sure my part's good, and eventually things will change. Maybe. <laughs> but faith is the substance, gives substance to things expected. Not just desired, but expected. How many of you know that desire is different than expectation? You can want something and not expect it. You can expect something and not want it. very true they're two completely different things amen but the reason you can expect in God or hope in God is because number one he cannot lie it starts with what he says it doesn't just start with what you want amen Even the want to we have is because he said something. Amen. It's God who both wills, you know, he puts the will in you. He puts the want to in you and then accomplishes it. Amen. So the desire that you have when he's, Jesus said, when you pray, then the thing that you have desired, you already know what God said about it. This is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will, we know he hears us. And if we know he hears us, we sure hope it works. No. We know we have. Again, we take. We take it then to ourselves. So what does it look like to take it? Now you got to go that step. Further that maybe you haven't gone much. See it. See it. See what? Not just see God is good. No, see yourself with the thing. Believe you take it. Take what? Take the thing. Take the healing. Take the car. Take the house. Whatever it is that you're in need of, you take it to yourself. You see yourself with it. When I was a kid, I wanted a horse. My parents were like, don't get your hopes up. Right? <laughs> it was really an unreasonable request where we lived, you know, and all that. And, uh, you know, so, so then they tried to reason with me, well, where will we keep the horse? And I'm like, easy, my room. Yes, 
Why? I've seen it. I've already seen it there. I've seen the horse in my room. I can see it. I can still see it. I can see my little room in that first house I lived in. Not in our present home even right now, no. But I mean, I can see it as a child. The way I saw it in that room, I could see me living with the horse in my room. That's imagination. Where'd you put it? What'd you do with your imagination? Well, I only use it when I worry. (laughs) There you go. Come on, make it plain. Which we're told not to do, by the way. In case you forgot. Do not be anxious for anything, right? Oh, except your kids. You can be anxious about... No, you can't be anxious for your kids. Not allowed. Amen. And so we, we, we tell ourselves, okay, don't use your imagination. Don't worry, 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 don't worry. And so you're telling yourselves, don't use your imagination. And you forget you're supposed to use it for thinking on these things. So we've cut off a whole part of our being that sees the unseen. And we've just tried to to do all our business without it. God, I know what you said, so I I know I'm healed. I I know I'm healed. 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 But have you seen it? No. Haven't dared to. So we've closed off a part of our heart that needs to be open for God to move. We've protected our heart from disappointment and in doing so have closed our heart to the blessings of God. You can open it. He won't hurt you. The Bible says hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Hope is an anchor for our soul. It's still off in the future, but it's a future certainty because God can't lie. What does God want to stir up in your heart today? There's some dreams in here. I talk a lot about healing and those kinds of being able to see yourself well, see yourself eat the things you couldn't eat, see yourself doing the things you couldn't do, seeing yourself move the way you couldn't move, see it. Open your heart up to it. Amen. Amen. But then there's some other things in there that you've not thought about in some time. Some things, projects, things you could see yourself doing for God, in God. With God. Amen. Amen. Dreams that you've had that you've dared not dream for a while because the money wasn't there to do it. Or the resource wasn't there to do it. But remember, we're not believing for the money for the thing. Get your heart back on the thing. 
What did God say? What did he show you? What's available? It's still there. I said it's still there. Some folks have had a had a, in your heart to give a certain amount, you know, to church or to the missions or whatever it is. You thought, man, I just really had it in my heart. I had this goal to give, but it just didn't seem to come through. Just didn't seem to get, I just didn't get my hands on it. And now I feel ashamed that I really get committed to something and I couldn't follow through with it. And then you, you start dogging yourself about it. You start thinking, man, I just, I just, I never, never could do that thing that I wanted to do. And then, then it comes to your body and you're like, I just, I don't, I don't, my faith didn't work. I didn't, yeah. Still there. Still in that realm of the unseen. Still available. Because God can't lie. What he said, he is able also to perform it. Amen. Dare to open your heart back up to it. Dare to open your heart back up to it. Praise God. It's the key that will unlock a lot of issues. It'll unlock your confidence in God. Because those things that you had in your heart that you got disappointed about, I know I'm talking to some people today, some things that you had in your heart to do for God, just hadn't seen it yet whether it's a timing issue or a resource issue or whatever the issue was, and you took your heart off of it. Then when it comes to approaching God in other areas, you see that as a failure or as a disappointment, and now you don't want to go as boldly as you can go in God. But today, I would invite you to open your heart back up to Him. Dare to dream. Dare to dream. Romans, the 15th chapter. Let's find a verse to close with. Praise the Lord. Tonight will be completely different, by the way. (laughs) But I believe God wanted to set us up today. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. Now may the God of hope. Oh, praise God. Praise God. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Two good indicators of whether you're really believing God, joy and peace. Joy and peace. If you've got joy, if you've got peace. Instead of that, oh boy, we're believing God. Get your joy back. Get your joy back when you start seeing it. Open your eyes. Amen. 
your spiritual eyes to see what he sees. Glory to God. You can, you know. You can see what he sees. One of the jobs of the Holy Spirit is to show you things to come. How's he going to do that? He's going to do it through your spirit, but your imagination will be involved. You'll see things. Glory to God. Joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Ghost wants to give you more hope. (laughs) He has not taken hope away from you because you're a faith person. Amen. Matter of fact, he wants to energize your hope. Wants to energize that part of you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's not all business with God. It's breathing, interaction with him, starting to see what he sees. He plants those desires and those thoughts on the inside of you. He puts those things in there. The things that you see in your heart, they're not all made up by you. He gives you the desires of your heart. He can grant the desire you have, but he puts the desire there to begin with. Glory to God. Can you see it today? Can you open your heart up to see some things that you haven't looked at in a while? Not just ignoring things that you see in in this realm but instead looking at the things that God says, looking at the things God sees. Praise God. There's a lot of work to be done, amen? How's he going to get it done? Oh, he's going to do it supernaturally. (laughs) Supernaturally. Not just with what you already have in your hand. He wants to empower us with things we can't do. By ourselves, including our own bodies. Sometimes people say, well, I need God to do this, this, and this. I need him to, to get my levels up to this number, and then he has to do this. And, then, and well, we're, now we're just telling him what the doctor would have done. <laughs> I'd just rather you do it instead of the doctor, please. <laughs> Let's get out of this realm. Come on. Let's expand. Let's go where he is. Let's go where he is, where nothing is impossible to them that believe. With men, things are impossible, but not with God. With God, all things are possible. We ministered to a man in in, uh, Mississippi a few years ago, and he had had an, uh, an accident on a tractor, and I think he fell and actually broke some bones in his neck. And uh, they did the, their best to repair it, but they couldn't really repair it. And he was in tremendous pain and mobility was a, a big issue. He couldn't move his neck around in, uh, the way he needed to. And, and uh, he was in tremendous pain. Anyway, he came to our service and we ministered to him by the laying on of hands. And um, he was immediately healed. I mean, he was moving his neck all around and doing all kind of things and going, wow, I couldn't do this and there's no pain. And, and he, would, he left there and he, he, the pastor told me later, he says, everybody who comes to his business, he tells them how God healed him. 
I mean, he just says, God healed me. I, the doctors couldn't do it. God healed me. Look at me. And he's doing all this with his neck and telling everybody his testimony. Well, we were there uh, um, earlier this year and or, or last year at some point. Anyways, not too long ago. And um, that same man came to the service. And, and so he was telling me his testimony. He goes, I tell everybody who comes into my store or whatever it is. I tell everybody how God healed me. You know, it was amazing. And he's still like, I'm, I'm just in amazement. He goes, you know what? He says, I've had an MRI since then. And he goes, you know what? The bones are still broken. (laughs) 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 The doctors cannot figure out why I have no pain and why I can move just fine. The bones are still broken. And people go, well, why would the bones still be broken? Well, if there was no MRI, you'd never know it. Who really cares? Seriously, right? Well, well, it's not done yet if the bones aren't mended. Well, if you had and didn't have an MRI, you'd never know it. So now people want to go. Well, something's still wrong. Not according to this man. Here, well, yeah, but we can see it. Well, so. What does seeing have to do with it? Since when is seeing the the end all? It's not the authority. I don't know why the bones are still broken. I have no clue, but I don't really care. Because without technology, you would have never known it anyways. All All he knows is there's no pain. He can move fine. He's in no danger. God healed him. I'm just testifying. God healed me. Yeah, but I gotta. What, why do you? Why do you gotta? <laughs> why do we gotta anything? There's there's folks who come to us and say, "Well, the doctors can't find anything, but I know I'm sick." <laughs> right. You've heard it, Pastor, right? Well, they uh, they can't figure out why I'm this way, so you know. Sometimes I go, well, the doctors can't praise the Lord. Then there's nothing. Yeah, but I know I'm sick. I know I'm sick. What are you believing in? The unseen. You're looking for something seen to tell you something. We're still looking in the wrong place. Believe in God's unseen instead of. That's the whole point. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Is there something on the inside of you today that needs to be uncovered? Maybe dusted off a little bit? Something there that you just thought, wow, didn't realize I had closed that door or that window or that whatever it was. I'd closed off that space, but I'm opening it up today. Hallelujah. Why don't we bow our heads for a moment? Close your eyes. Just Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining us this week. It's our honor to serve you and be part of your walk with Christ. Don't forget to check out our website at lifefamilychurch.net. Have a blessed week. And remember, the best is yet to come.